gray? <laughs> I don't like the large fries, just the small fries. Thank you, Conley. Thank you, Conley. Can I have a number six? <laughs> <laughs> nice work. I can't believe it. Here we are, season two of Sex in the City, wow. and season two of Carry On: Colon the Sex in the City podcast. Woo! I'm one of your hosts, Alec Wells. I'm another one of your hosts, Cat Knipe, and with us tonight for the Jesus, I don't know, infinitum times. Maybe it's like this. It's like the fourth. Is it the I don't fourth? Know. I haven't counted. Who's counting? It's, it's gotta never be more than enough. Four. It's me. Yeah. It's Daniel. Daniel Montgomery. Um, we want to start off this season by giving a couple shout-outs to some of our super fans. Some people who have reached out to give us that big hello. Thanks for saying hi. I, I love that you're I love that you're delivering that like a game show host. How else could I? How um, else could I? But these big days? shout-outs to to uh Ursula in Israel. In Israel. All the way. Yes. All the way in Israel. And in uh, Springfield, to, Illinois. And to, yeah, our buddy Gene. Yeah, hey, just, Gene. Just all across the world. Thanks Apparently, so much Carry for On is uh, catching it's on. Global. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a global so phenomenon. We're delighted to have you guys. Um, and uh, Daniel said something jokingly before we started the podcast. <laughs> what? Um, he made a suggestion that I actually think is brilliant. Oh, are um, we really going to do yes. this? Great. So oh, uh, no. Daniel thought we should start out every episode <laughs> this. <laughs> Season Christ on a <laughs> with a sexual secret, cracker. and I just think that is delicious. <laughs> um, so, in the spirit of this being a completely open forum and and where we Woo! take suggestions Boys. from others, uh, I'd love Sorry, for us all to Mom go around and and, and share a sexual secret. Um, okay, you go first then. Okay, that's uh, totally fair. Um, Okay, well, Catherine shared something earlier tonight, which inspires um, me to uh, share my sexual secret, or or one of many, I guess, that I'll share, which is that um, the first time um, I participated or received um, oral sex... Oh, boy. (laughs) We're going there. I was listening to Dave Matthews Band no. live album Listener Supported. Wow. While oh. I was being supported orally. Woo! And orally. So with in an your a. so now may I ask, when you now hear Dave Matthews band, do you get that little that little tug in your wumpus? Yeah. Do you feel but that, that was even before that? Oh yeah. Turn Something about that saxophone. Oh, um, uh, wow. So there you wow. go. That's that's a small one, but look, we've got episodes and episodes to go. So wow. I'll, I'll, I'll start off with that. If, if We could take this musical thing all the way through if you we want could, for this could. episode thematically. We well, yeah. I mean, my, my secret will be really um, anticlimactic considering Alec already... Oh, boy. Alec... Do- oh, I see what I did there. Yeah. Um, considering it's what inspired Alec to give his little tidbit. But mine was that the first time I was um, receiving um, orally, um, I... <laughs> I the, the Coldplay music video for the song Yellow was on the television. Yeah. So... Great. So it was Yellow. I hope it wasn't a golden shower. Oh, oh don't man. worry, it wasn't. Woo! Well, Woo! um, speaking of golden showers, oh my god, <laughs> please <laughs> hit me with your best shot. Now, I I won't go into detail about this because there's not really much to go into detail about. Yeah. But I will say that at one point in my 
young adult life, mm-hmm. which I'm still a young adult. Yes. Why do I say that? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a no young question. adult. Yeah. Yes. Yes. At one point in my life, someone want, wanted to have the golden <gasps> shower thing happen. Whoa. They wanted you to pee on them or did they want to pee on you? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Either, either way, I think. Um, it, they just pointed at a dog who was peeing and just raised their eyebrows at you. Yes, well, but and you were like, pretty no. much. It didn't end up happening, but uh, their their uh, their case for it was, please, it's my birthday. Oh, oh that is a guilt no. trip if I've ever heard one. <laughs> You'll have to be on for season three, episode two, politically erect. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll have to. Share I, I don't have. Much, I don't have any experience. That, that's the extent of that. that. No, that's that's fantastic. I always. Uh, I think I just ended with me saying, "Well, have a happy birthday, and I'll see you later." <laughs> <laughs> I just wow. went. Sorry. Um, well, that was fantastic. I feel slightly closer to. Both so of you. we we are gathered here today yes. on this first episode of season two to discuss season two of Sex and the City episode one. Take me out to the ball game. It aired June sixth, nineteen ninety nine, which means that. Viewers had to wait almost an entire year. Wow! From the season finale of uh, season one, which aired August twenty third, ninety eight. Mm-hmm. So from August, uh, the end of August to June um, of the next year. That seems appropriate for HBO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. think about it, if you think about girls, if it's you think true. about mm-hmm. any other HBO show, but uh, mainly girls. Sure. Yeah. Just so much time to wait. I know. Right. So uh, yeah. I worth the wait. I would say that if you were a fan of Sex and the City at that time, I have to imagine that you were still furious at Carrie for the way that she broke it off with Big. Oh. Let us not forget where we left her at mm. the end of season one. Can you be mm. furious was... after ten months? Yes. Or, or can you won't can. the feelings mm. have mellowed a little? Yes. No, I'm still angry at the I'm still angry. I, I, oh, listen, I am too. But also I, I am frustrated with Carrie because as as the listeners may know, I'm a huge big fan and I always will be big, mm-hmm. big, big, big all the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think we've had this discussion where I think at the time of watching the show, you're on Carrie, at least the first time watching yeah. the show, you're on Carrie's side, right? Yeah. In that moment at the In end that of the moment. first season. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, I think this is just my hypothesis. Yeah. I think us looking back now think... Uh, we're coming to season two. Come on, Carrie. What did you What did you do? Yeah. But I bet at the time, yeah. the viewers were feeling bad for Carrie, mm-hmm. weren't sure how to feel about Big, didn't have the perspective of the whole entire series, yep. the movies, to kind of take in what, you know, what was potentially going to happen, what could happen. And honestly, them. can you... Can't can't we all even look back at our own past relationships and see with greater perspective oh, how sure. we acted kind of pig-headedly and we're doing yeah, things... Yeah, and we're like, I really messed up that yeah. time. But at the time, at I the felt time, like, you feel indignant. You yeah. feel like you are want the one who's right because mm-hmm. we can only see things from our perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I think I feel like as I get older, I'm working much harder. And I don't know if this is an age thing or just um just a me being conscientious and trying to do this, but I try to see every situation from the other person's perspective. If there's a disagreement, you try to put yourself in their shoes. I'm trying to do that. But, you know, like in past relationships, I'm young, you know, 10 years ago, it's like, you know, I'm always pissed off because I'm, you know, I'm right in there being an asshole. It's rare that people acknowledge in the moment that, they're wrong. I, I, you I, always yeah. think you're wrong. You're always mm-hmm. with your gal pals saying that guy's terrible or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and they're going to take your side because they're your gal yeah, pals. Yeah, that's right. 
and I think at this at this point, we as viewers are supposed to be Carrie's gal pals. I of absolutely agree. I read a quote the other day that stuck with me that said, essentially, maturity is when someone hurts your feelings, not taking offense, but trying to understand where they're coming mm, from. That's really good. And that's I'm tough. like, that we were, is maturity. We were just talking about that earlier tonight, about um, how sometimes... People's anger comes from a place of fear. Yeah. yeah. That, that comes straight from RuPaul. Straight from right. our drag you mama's mouth. That's right. You better don't. So this episode was directed by Alan Coulter, who I just want to... I think he ended up uh, directing like eight episodes of Sex and the City, but he also directed the film Hollywoodland, um, the Robert Pattinson movie from 2010, Remember Me, um, House of Cards, two Ooh. episodes of House of Cards, mm-hmm. uh, uh, nice. some episodes yes. of Boardwalk Empire, X-Files, The Sopranos, a lot, Great. a lot of stuff. Yeah. So this guy's pretty po- I prolific. I would say on point directing this episode. I, I enjoyed it. I really yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Um, the directing. And I want, I'll point out one directing thing in a moment when we get to the scene, but when we open, we find Carrie still reeling from the breakup. For viewers, it's been a year, but, but for, for Carrie, Carrie, it's been four weeks. It's four just weeks. been a month. When you live on a tiny island like Manhattan, the odds of bumping into the one who broke your heart are incredibly high. The odds of bumping into him when you look like shit are even higher. After a breakup, certain streets, locations, even times of day are off limits. The city becomes a deserted battlefield loaded with emotional landmines. You have to be very careful where you step. And she's uh, she's looking a little rough when well, we see. Well, I her. like that we start off with a smoky, dusty, dirty New York City. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you see that you see that smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Smoggy. the next thing you see is that smog. Mm-hmm. The next thing you see is Carrie looking toe up from the flow. <laughs> yes. up. and we're still no. dealing Puffing with that. On that sin we're stick. still dealing yep. with that awful. <laughs> We're still dealing with that awful jazz, but you know what we're not dealing with? <laughs> yeah. that, terrible that, jazz. Terrible. That keyboard Casio yes. jazz. Yes. But we're not dealing with that awful 16 millimeter anymore. Mm, I Everybody didn't notice. I didn't notice that, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. I just, not that there's anything wrong with 16 mil, but it's yeah. just the show looks sharper as the season. What I did on. notice is that it started to feel a little bit more like mm-hmm. the sex in the city that I'm accustomed to. There was a cohesiveness. May, that may have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, also w- uh, worth noting, this episode was co-written by Darren Starr and Michael Patrick King. Oh. They were still friends at this point in this made-up <laughs> relationship I have yeah, with their enemies. We, we all, yeah. <laughs> Before the big it's fallout. True. Yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> so when we open on that smoky sin stick, Carrie yeah. walking around smoking that cigarette, she's wearing a fur coat. I wrote fur coat tramp. Uh, I wrote "ugh, sick" in yes. in reference to how she. Looks. I wrote "she do look like shit" she because do. the voiceover she says, you know. I'm glad that she yeah. immediately says that because when she when you first see her, I was like, "Oh, girl, yeah, yeah. it's pretty yeah. bad," and she's supposed to look bad, and she her hair looks just like damp. And just mm-hmm. and just like a, like a what, cocker what are those, spaniel. Cocker I was just gonna say, what are those dogs with the long ears? Yeah. It's a cocker spaniel. It's a cocker spaniel. Well, spe- she looks like the dogs look like at the end of Homeward Bound after that <laughs> country long journey. <laughs> it has been a rough ride for Carrie, but she found her owner at the end. Oh. Um, she did. So, Milo and Otis. 
we we see Carrie. Uh, she's road hard and put up wet. She's and wo- she is terrified of running into big. I don't blame her. I don't no. blame her either. That's looks. that's real, you guys. And she's talking yeah. about how the city is is an is full of emotional landmines. There are places. There are mm-hmm. times of day that become yep. dangerous. And she's just getting ready to get blown. She's up. describing a yep. situation we've all, I think, been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everyone can relate to that. Um, but so to pull her out of her Carrie slump, yeah. Miranda and Charlotte come over. Busting into her apartment, mm-hmm. calling her Anne Frank. Get your coat on, Anne Frank. We're going out. You guys, I'm really not Coat in the mood. on, body out. Where are we going? It's a surprise. Mm-hmm. Okay, but only if it's nowhere I can run into him. Just when exactly do you think you're going to be getting out of this hostage situation? Miranda. What? Am I wrong? Don't listen to her, Carrie. It's only been a month. It takes half the total time you went out with someone to get over them. <laughs> oh, I always like a good math solution, any love problem. It's the breakup rule. You and Big only went out for a year, so that means that she's got five more months to get over it. No, you gotta cut your losses and get back in the game. When Eric and I broke up, I got over him right away. Uh, I don't really remember it being like that. What? Eric who? Eric. Asshole I dated a couple of years ago. Oh, that Eric. Miranda used to call Eric the love of her life until he left her for another woman. Now she almost never mentioned him. You can't push yourself into feeling good. The only way to get over somebody is to feel really bad, to cry to your girlfriends, and then to replay what you hated about him over and over in your head all day. Yep, that sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> and it's always a good answer. Both of joke. them also wearing uh, coats that are trimmed with fur. Now, if Carrie is a Cocker Spaniel... In yeah. her fur coat with her flop hair. Yeah. What kind of dogs are Miranda and Charlotte? Well, I, I, I think Miranda's a meerkat, <laughs> but I've always thought that. <laughs> I don't know what Miranda is. I, I can't help but think Charlotte's a Cavalier St. Charles oh, or yeah. Char- King Charles. Princess, Princess Dana Rich Brandywine. Now, this is the directing moment I wanted to point King out. King Charles, not St. Charles. Once they enter uh-huh. the apartment to rescue Carrie, that's all one shot. I noticed that too, and I <gasps> thought, I know it's the directing wow. too. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. And it was really well it done. It was really and it was well fun, done. And it kept it moving it was like it felt it felt you felt the movement yes and i think because that's it was moving exactly and that that's a great directing <laughs> choice because it was a and little a frantic and it was <laughs> telling you. us where to be at that time um really really well done it really Thank pulled you, us out um, of our carry funk yeah it 30 seconds did. into the episode it absolutely did. now um i don't know about you but i've i've encountered plenty of people and continue to to this day thanks to social media uh, who believe in certain dating rules mm-hmm. um, having to do with the beginnings of relationships, when you're in relationships, yeah. um, when you're out of a relationship. And Charlotte is one of those people. Everyone knows in your life you get two great loves. That's, that's right. right. And I actually really deeply hate what she says here, which is that it takes half the total time you were with someone to get yeah. over them. Ever, and that's her math. Ever since I heard, and I heard Charlotte say that the first time I saw this episode, it's never left my brain. Yeah. Oh, I always yeah. think about it. It's become... It's in the back of my mind. Do you mind. think it's gospel? Do you think it's true? You know, I haven't thought about if it's true. I just took it as true. The thing <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? As soon as she sure. said that, I was like, that's got to be true. That must be and true. then I even think about that with friends who've broken up with their partners or I, whatever. Yeah. I know it's not true because I, I still listen either. to Dave Matthews' listener supported and tear up and think about that first girl. Oh. So I'm still I'm still not fully been? over it. Woo. 27 years. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's been wow. really You're long so time. much older than I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hide it well. <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, no, I've heard, but you know what? I heard that pre-Sex in the City, honestly. Like, that, to me, that's an old wives' tale that it sure. takes half the time. I, and I, I do think it's complete bullshit. I think that somebody just pulled that out of their But ass it's so Charlotte, and I love that Charlotte yes. says it because it's so Charlotte. It's very Charlotte. And she keeps spewing out those things. She does. She says, this is how you get over someone. You, um cry for mm-hmm. you feel sad you think about all the things you hated about them mm-hmm. she's just she says she's a, Carrie's allowed to be drunk she's getting yeah. over a breakup Everything's oh she's fine. totally on Carrie's side when it comes to the mourning of the relationship the grieving of it and the process oh, Car- that it takes Charlotte to is it. great to have around yes. like if you've just broken up with someone because you yeah. know Carrie thinks she sees big at that party and Charlotte's like where she's like tell mm-hmm. me Point it out. Like, yeah. she is 100% and you know a what? friend. I, and, and this comes from seeing Miranda's character arc throughout the series. But, you know, Miranda's obviously a cynic. And Miranda's the more guarded one emotionally. But the great thing about Miranda is I think that she ultimately believes all of those things about mourning and grieving relationship. It's just not the way that she works. She keeps it inside. She processes it processes it internally but you see those small moments where it's externalized mm-hmm. as we do in this sure. episode yeah, yeah and that yeah. that's the great difference between charlotte she wears her heart on her sleeve and she'll tell you exactly how she's feeling and how she's processing it but to miranda it's important to be strong in the moment and to give an air of oh i don't care whatever about eric or whoever this random guy eric. let me ask you a question do you believe that miranda really said of eric he was the love of my life. Do you believe that she actually called someone the love of her life to her friends? Because I'll tell you what, I don't. It's hard It's hard to answer that question because, and I don't fault them for this, Yeah. but this is the only time we hear of Eric. Mm-hmm. It's the only time we see Eric. The only time Eric's ever mentioned yeah. for the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I mean, I think it's used as a plot device. Yes, it, it is. You know, of course. Yeah. So it's hard for me to... to to think of that because I think I don't know I think after this episode it's like Eric never existed right yes. I believe it's not that I don't believe he was important to Miranda I can accept that of it's course just the fact that Miranda, Miranda loves so that. deeply but I don't believe Miranda would say he was the love of my life Steve who winds up being like kind of the love of her life though mm-hmm. she would still probably never call Steve that no I don't think uh, she, would. she deeply mm-hmm. loves him and she winds up being like completely attached and completely in love but she even says of Steve, like, Steve is, I don't remember what the line is, but at some point she says, Steve is comfortable or something. He's not a core shaker. Not a core she shaker. She doesn't use terminology like that. Yeah. Even though Steve actually, for Miranda, is a core shaker. Yeah, I, I, he and she comes to realize so. that, especially, you know, once we get to the movies. Right. Yeah. So um, the, the ladies uh, try to pull Carrie out of her funk. They get her out of the apartment. They all jump in a cab and they go to pick up Samantha. Before, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Oh, boy. So they pick up Samantha. Samantha, yeah. we, we learn, is still with James. Oh, is it James? It's James. James, James yeah. they've been together for two months James now. and the giant. I <laughs> actually can't believe she's still with James. It's Can you believe ridiculous. she's still no. with James? For two I months. Absolutely. They've been together, they say, for two months. Can you imagine? I mean, Samantha's never with anyone more than two months, ex- or more than, like, a few nights, except for except for Smith and Richard. Except for Jerry yeah. Jarrett. And let's Jerry also Jared. remember that this is TV logic, where when you don't have sex for three days, it's basically a drought. Yeah. So, Samantha, for two months has been dealing with this micropenile. Yeah. To understand micropenile, please check episode 12 of Sex and the City. <laughs> yeah, I love that you call it micropenile. 
Yeah. Instead of micropenile disease. I don't want to finish it because neither does she. Oh. So, um. I mean, uh, that's just the short of it, but. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to get into the long of it. Uh, Let's just wrap up Samantha's storyline. Well, I will say one thing in general. I really appreciate about this episode, which is that it feels much more organic than a lot of the others have as far as when, like, the storylines all just sort of seem to take one giant thrust. Yes. Um, like James does <laughs> mm-hmm. in that one moment. Yeah. But Slide in first. You, you know, Charlotte and and Samantha and Miranda have, sep- have alternate storylines in this episode. They have their own stories. Um, but Charlotte's, both Charlotte's and Samantha's stories intersect with the rest of the girls. Um, actually physically, like yeah. James, you see James talk to the girls, you see Charlotte's ball player mm-hmm. play with his balls in front of Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miranda's thing happens on her own, but that's important character wise. I just think yes. it's, I just think it feels more. No, more I agree. More it doesn't feel, uh-huh. it doesn't feel crammed in like some of the other storylines in season one did yeah. where it just, something happens that's a little out of character, but it's just to make the episode work thematically. Yeah. I think of the tortoise and the hare, for example, Ugh. where Samantha starts dating that gross guy and you're just like, this this is only to serve this episode, but it wouldn't really happen given what we know of her character. So yes, I, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. Let me ask you this, uh, Catherine, which is... Um, you know, Samantha very openly talks about the size Mm -hmm. of James's penis. Mm -hmm. Do you find, or have you found in your relationships with your girlfriends that penis size of the significant other is openly discussed? Um, I'm not sure that that has really ever come up in girlfriend talk, but... I believe that it probably would were there a situation where one was really, really big or really, really small. Yeah. In fact, I can't think of anything specific, but I feel like I'm sh- I'm sure it's come up before. But it's not like um, it's not like a ge- a regular topic of conversation. Like, okay, what's his penis like? But it would be completely welcomed with with open arms if someone wanted to I'm, bring it up. I, I mean, there's there's a quote. I forget who says it. I want to say Kevin Smith, but he's basically says like, I don't care who those people are. I would watch any two people have sex because <laughs> I, it's just interesting. Like I think I agree with Kevin Smith. Yeah. And to me, it's kind of like, I almost wish I could like, you know, pull girlfriends aside, not meaning my girlfriends, but any group of girls and be like, Tell me about your boyfriend's penises. Like, I, I'm just curious. I, yeah. I want to know. I mean, I guess that's the voyeurism piece of me. But, you know, it's like, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm being hypocritical here because I want to say like, oh, all girls must talk about the guys they've dated and what their penises are like. But I can say with certainty that I've never sat around with my guy friends and been like, her vagina was shaped like this. What about or, breasts? No. Do you and think... I'm, I'm actually upset right now, like, up, upon the revelation that this has never happened before in my conversations. It's never something that, that I've discussed. Can I tell you a, a disturbing bit of locker room conversation that yeah, happened can. to me one time in middle school? Shh, please. Yeah. It's so, just us three. Right. No one else is listening. <laughs> uh, there was this uh, girl whose name I will not reveal because we're friends on Facebook and... She leads a very different life now, I guess, but there was a girl when I was in, there was a girl when I was in seventh or eighth grade, 
I don't remember. I think we were in eighth grade by that point who was having sex before any of us were. Like when we were seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. God, you're like six or seven then. Yeah. Sure. Um, or 13. Yeah. But, uh, she came into the locker room one day and it was, I, it was, I think before cheerleading practice or something and none of the rest of us were having sex. She was. And she came in and told us uh, about having sex with this guy. And we, we knew the guy. And she talked about how long and big his penis was. And I don't know necessarily that she had anything else to compare it to. But she was just kind of wanting to be really explicit. And we yeah. were all really fascinated and pr- probably terrified. And she said, yeah, I could, I could feel that shit in my throat. That makes me... Um, never want to leave my house. (laughs) (laughs) It, obviously, 16 years later, it has stayed with me. Yeah. I've never forgotten I feel like I'd hear that phrase in the middle of the night and I'd shoot up screaming. I've (laughs) never forgotten it. It, it was so disturbing. I don't know that girl, but I don't think I like her. No, Um, you don't. I, uh, wow. I, you heard that in the locker room. Mm -hmm. Speaking of locker rooms, the girls go to a game. Oh, a wait, New York we didn't game. talk about, we didn't talk about James Dro- putting Amanda off into the, Amanda, putting, um, <laughs> <laughs> Samantha into the cab. Was that a Freudian slip? No, okay. that's not the girl. I promise. I promise. Her name is. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll cut that out though. Um, you should keep it in and just bleep out her name. <laughs> I don't know how to do that, but I should. I'll teach you. I will. Um, you can only find fart noises for the fart episode. Oh my god, I'll make them for you. Okay. Ew. <laughs> Not um, that way. Hold on. Uh, okay. So so. Thank you. <laughs> Samantha, uh, the girls, uh, K- Carrie and Miranda and Charlotte come to pick up Samantha in the cab. The, to pick go up the princess. Pick up the yeah. princess. Oh That's God. why I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> no. James is there with Samantha to, to packing her off into the cab to send her off to the Yankee game. And he says, you guys take care of my, oh, my princess. And... Samantha kind of gives a wan smile, which makes sense because she's still upset at how tiny his penis is. But the rest of the girls are like, (laughs) hey, James, shout out to Creepy Puppet. Um, We're friends on Facebook. Um, But the rest of the girls, well, at least I was looking at Charlotte. Charlotte's like charmed and like, aw. And I'm like, girl, the Samantha I know wouldn't be allowing any man to call her some motherfucking The rest of the girls know and Samantha knows and we all know that this is not going to last. No. No, absolutely not. And there's a lot of things I'd call Samantha, but princess is not one no, of those No, not things. ever. No, to, maybe we're role-playing. To call Samantha princess is an insult to Samantha. To say that to her face, it's the most pejorative thing that you could say to it's her. It's terrible. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So they head off to a New York Yankees game. Let me say this. I love this Miranda. This is Abu Dhabi do Miranda. Oh my god, is it not? It is. I I wrote down Miranda's woohoo! Because her scream, like her cheering and being a nerd. Cynthia Nixon, you guys. Okay, coming up to bat, the new Yankee. Just up from the minors, single. Oh, so cute. Woo! Can we all just try and get into the game for a second? Right. Come on! Show us what you got! Last year, this guy was Mr. September. He hit like 10 home runs in nine days. Ball! Good eye! Good eye! Way to watch him! Yes, uh, Cynthia Nixon. Whenever Miranda is enthusiastic about anything, yes. it's such a joy. 
It's oh, an absolute gosh. joy like, to watch her. I made it. I never make it. I know. Oh, my God. oh gosh. Yeah, she when she get I mean, she's so into it. Yeah. She's embarrassingly into it. Yes. The game, yeah. I mean. She is. Yes. So they're the watching baseball. a Yankees game. They're in the nosebleed seats. Um Samantha's upset at how far away they are. Cynthia's she's terrible railing time. off stats. And now with any Cynthia TV show, is. Cynthia is. It's not Miranda. <laughs> That's just so Cynthia. Real. Yeah, Miranda wasn't even there. That was Cynthia. just That's Cynthia. All Cynthia. Um just like any TV episode that takes place at a baseball stadium or whatever, we all know that a fly ball is going to land among the people that are that. Of course, absolutely. why else would they be there? I, you know, we just know that's going to happen. And even though Miranda wants that ball more than anything, that selfish bitch Carrie just reaches under and takes it all for she, herself. She's she, all about. She Carrie. takes something else from Miranda just she's a little drunk. bit after that too. Yeah. Also, I have to say, four beers. So Carrie says four beers and something, something, three innings and four beers later, we made our way in, in a flat and a shameless flash of my press pass later. We were outside the locker room. Um, does Carrie mean, I have to assume she means Carrie had four beers yeah. because Charlotte was asking for hot cocoa. So no. I'm guessing. No, Carrie means herself. Carrie means, yes. so she, we see her, we see her finish one beer. So then she says four beer, three innings and four beers later. That's I'm right. sorry. But she's teeny tiny. If yeah. I had five beers, I... Oh, I'd be drunk at four beers. I don't... I'd I, be wasted. I don't I'd pass out like, at four beers. That's so many beers. Also, let's also take into account... I mean, if I know anything about baseball, and I don't, that it's really expensive to buy beer at baseball stadiums. That's sure. like a hundred bucks. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, we have no idea. This stat <laughs> is completely... I you couldn't guys, answer any. Sport, yeah. sport games. The so, games of sport. We know about them sports. What I will nope. say is <laughs> afterwards, they hang by the locker room... To sign and, that... Get, to get that ball signed. Yep. Yeah. By and the new Yankee. The, the new, new Yankee. Yankee Joe. Who is played by an actor... Uh, named Mark Devine, and is he ever? Yes. Woo! I'm sorry, but he's so cute, you he's guys. He's got a charming. funny little voice when he, he starts does. speaking. He does. He kind yeah. of has a Steve Brady thing going on I'm with his Steve voice. Brady. But I... <laughs> is that Steve's voice? That's, I, that was... it is, that's Steve Did Brady Did you not plus think he was in the room that's right now? That's Steve Brady plus Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Beat I'm Steve me. Brady. Oh, hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Come in. <laughs> Spring um, break. Spring break. Why y'all acting suspicious? Why y'all acting suspicious? <laughs> um, uh, shout out to... <laughs> shout out to James Franco. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Shout out to James Franco's 17-year-old bride. <laughs> um, uh, also, by the way, just side note, you guys yeah. realize that Kristen Davis is currently starring on the West End in London in Fatal Attraction. What? Yeah, if anyone in London is listening to this, Are you if you're not serious? there right now, I, I hate you. Wait a minute. What is up with Sex and the City alums going to London and getting on stage? Because yeah. um, um, Kim, Kim Cattrall, Cattrall also well, Kim did Cattrall that. Well, Kim Cattrall is a Londoner. Like she's yeah. she's an English person. And for, I mean, so forget London. Um, uh, uh, SJP started on the Great Broadway. That's true. The Great Broadway. As Annie. Yeah. Yeah. As that Annie's. Is, as a little but yeah, Kristen Annie. Davis is um, it, playing Fatal the wife. Like oh, not the, the crazy, not the crazy oh, person. In a play? Mm-hmm. I didn't know Fatal there was a play is on. Well, there is that now. Either. That's a new thing. Oh, we've okay. got to go. We've got to. I know. Let's go. Let's jet set. Um, uh, Maybe Richard Wright will take us, but we'll have to give him a pearl necklace. Woo! Um, woo! So I love him, but I love me more. Not yeah, only but... does 
Carrie steal that fucking fly ball from Miranda. Yes. But she also asks out the new Yankee, Mm -hmm. which Miranda's been fawning over. I don't know if it was the beer or the fact that I was holding his ball. Something gave me the strength to ask the new Yankee out. No, no, no. This is not fair. This is not the way this is supposed to happen. Why? You told me to get back in the game. Yeah, with some balding CPA or other boring rebound guy. Nobody rebounds with the new Yankee. Well, maybe I'm the new Carrie. And Miranda says, you're, uh, Carrie says, you wanted me to, to bounce back? And she goes, yeah, with some balding CPA. No one rebounds yeah. with the new Yankee. Yeah. Which proves your point, Alex. Shout out about, to Alex season one. Alex note about balding one. men on Sex in the City. All right. the men are balding But double takes he's back because Jeremy got mad that I said things about people who are balding and I totally get it. Mm. I don't mean to alienate anyone who's balding. I just happen to know a pattern, a male pattern. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now what I do like about this is she says, I'm the new Carrie and I'll tell you why I fucking like that is because it's season two episode one and guess what season two bitch it's season two bitch and it's a new carrie and we're gonna watch her go on this new journey and it's not a big journey we're gonna watch her sissy that walk yeah girl you better don't (laughs) so Um, so in the meantime let's get back to that locker room yeah let's do it samantha's upset because she's dealing with that teeny weeny and she sneaks a peek (laughs) which i'm sorry is it that? Double standard. It's not. This is a TV show, Daniel. And that's the last time I'll speak in third person. That is a pet peeve. I hope not. Um, uh, I don't mind. Okay, great. Well, maybe it'll come back. It won't. <laughs> um, so Samantha managed to peek into the locker room, which I'm assuming you can't just do. do. No. No. Absolutely. That's why I said I, it's just well, a TV show. So. I should hope not. Yeah. I mean, I think most of the time locker rooms are configured such that... Um, and even restrooms that are kind of like the, the, there's no door. Yeah. yeah, there's a I don't wall. Even, I don't even mean that far. I mean that just Joe Blow nobody right. yeah. could walk up to a locker room and just walk up to a locker room. And, well, Carrie yeah. flashed her press pass. So mm, they're back there. They're that I forgot. technically allowed to like be in an area that they I wouldn't forgot. normally be in. Um, so The point is, she peeks in the locker room. My point yeah. of that is double standard. I don't... Okay, can you imagine if it were reversed and there oh, were it'd be creeper, a group of take, guys? Go, if a group of guys staring girls' in the locker room, they would be whisked away to the jail. That's house. what I'm saying. Yes. Um, I just think it's unfair that Samantha's allowed to. And we, we as a I society, uh, I think ladies watching uh, who've just learned how to make Cosmos because they, they're loving this brand new show in 1998, 1999. Ladies who are watching this episode are meant to go like. <laughs> Because Samantha is, right. you know, peeking in on them schlongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not actually okay. Like, it's not actually okay. I mean, yeah. I don't mind. I, think I mean, I, I don't care. I think it's fun. But it shouldn't... I'm just saying double standard. Yeah. I agree. And I think that's an interesting point. And like the guy says to her, can I help you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. absolutely does. Now, this episode features something that I love. Well, that I think is funny. Okay. That it's that that naked extra. Yes, no. you know, I love the that. Naked that yeah. We like to call them on our group of friends that locker room ass. Yes, yeah. there's always one. There's always one locker room ass. Yeah. There's yeah. somebody that's hired because God they've got they're one. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're, they, they're hired because they've got one. They're here to just show it, yeah. get their money, and go home. Mm-hmm. Yep, that naked extra, that naked featured extra. And you I can know see what? the breakdown on actors' access yeah. right now. 
I'd like to see his full reel. Whoa! That's um, like Joey on Friends. He plays Al Pacino's ass. That's right. One he time absolutely in does. The Shout out to Friends at Friends. Um, so uh, I, oh, this is slightly off topic, but um, you but know. it's a slightly off topic, but <laughs> so oh boy, Samantha's dating James with the tiny penis, and when I was a kid, I had a misconception. <laughs> um. I had a misconception that that song, <laughs> oh boy, teeny tiny short short man, yeah, was. <laughs> this is gonna make no sense, but I have to say it. Teeny tiny short tort man, and I thought tort meant penis. So when I was little, I would call my penis a tort because I thought that song was about a guy with oh, a tiny penis. My God! Well, the song is about a guy with a tiny penis. I actually don't know what song you guys are talking. Oh about. my God! As soon as this is over, I'm dancing furiously teeny to that song. Teeny weeny shriveled up short short, short, short man. man. Don't want, don't want, don't want. You don't know this song. I mean, barely. Teeny weeny, teeny weeny shriveled little short. What you want, keep, man? It's definitely about a yellow man. polka dot bikini. <laughs> <laughs> I can um, understand that. Anywho, you have to tuck that tort to get into that bikini. <laughs> uh, you'd have to tuck those balls up into your cavity. Sick. So I sorry, mean, but if that's your choice, I really genuinely you guys, respect that. You guys, yeah. if you haven't if you haven't heard this anywhere else, you're about to get it dropped on you, like the balls descending from the body <laughs> on Carry On, which is that when drag queens get in drag, mm. them men tuck those testicles up where they came from. Yeah. They tuck them up inside their body and then they pin that dick back and then they walk out <laughs> on stage. Uh, uh, it takes a man uh, to do that. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of balls. Does. It absolutely does. I have does. endless respect for that. I can't. Yeah. I still can't believe it and I'm I'm in awe and I really just want to let Someone to let me do that for them because I want to know what it feels like going in. You know um, what? Good luck. Not one of you because I know that you would never let me. I, no. I wouldn't do. But it. I did have but the only thought. You but I think let it me. looks beautiful. Only because you wouldn't let me. <laughs> I did I have the thought that they say some women have uh, childbearing hips, and I thought maybe some men have like you know ball um, tucking, ball bearing. Yeah, like ball capacity. bearing capacity that other men don't. Like oh. maybe you and I, no, I just have very have narrow. It. No, you I, could do it. I think I think we could do it too. But I'm yeah. going to say I have a narrow. I mean, <laughs> I could chop off my hand, but I'm not going to. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Shout out to Evil Dead too. <laughs> yeah, I just watched it on Blu-ray. Great work, people. So, um, so Carrie, she um, she's the new Carrie, as previously discussed, and, and she goes right up. The new and she asks that ball player yeah. out, and they're going to go to the Dolce and Gabbana party together, a fashion party, a fashion party. Which as is she a asks thing. him, what was, how did, what did you think of your first fashion party? <laughs> And he was like, well, I thought it was completely made up. Yeah. Um, but They uh, go to the fashion party. Carrie maxes Charlotte, out her credit card to get this dress. dress that, you guys, I know it's, it's Dolce & Gabbana, right? I guess is it, it is. is. Well, it's a Dolce & Gabbana party. I wouldn't put it past Carrie to buy Dolce & Gabbana for Dolce & Gabbana It wasn't party. my favorite Carrie dress. No. no. I'm just going to say it. It's not my favorite. Let's just say it was not for me. It wasn't for me either. Tuck or no tuck. So um, Charlotte brings her date along, which I... Did that guy have a name? No. Oh, no, but it's he did, her boyfriend. But no. 
Um, so so she calls him her boyfriend, by the way, when they're all at, which we'll get to their little brunch. Yeah. Charlotte says, I'm having a problem with my boyfriend. And then you learn later on when he breaks up with her that they were together for three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Okay. So, so here we go. Emotionally slutty. Yeah. You guys, here's another guy that Charlotte is dating that shows up for one episode that is completely perfect except Mm -hmm. for one one thing. thing. He's handsome. He's educated. He's got a good salary. He's got a good job. But there's that one weird thing. And what is that thing, Daniel? His thing is that he's always adjusting and tugging and pulling on those balls. (laughs) Yeah. In public at the party. Take me out to the ball game. It's and 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 she just can't handle it. Yeah. yeah. Now let me just uh, ask you guys, as yeah. people with balls. Yes. Um, I don't see either of you doing much adjusting in that arena, but I must no. imagine it has to go on just because it it only logically makes sense that if you have some something hanging down there, mm-hmm. you know, and you're moving around yeah, during the course. day, like things get occasionally there will be an adjust. You know, yeah. it's really no big thing. I you try and do it. The the funny thing is, now that I think about it, I do know a guy like this. Really, a guy, yes, who is a who is a friend of mine, and it's fascinating to me how often in public talking to people. That he adjusts himself. Interesting. Mm. Uh, and it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't yeah. think, I don't even think it's like inappropriate or gross or it bothers me. But yeah. I, I definitely notice it, how often he does it. And I think every time he does it, I think, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Like, what's happening at this you moment? You know? And yeah. I don't think anything serious is. Yeah. I just think. It's just it's, probably like a nervous habit, And I wonder if other maybe. people notice it, too. I'm sure they do. They have because to. Because, pe- well, people are, like, super freaked out by that. I'm not, but I think just in general, we're we're all... No one's supposed to have genitals unless no. they're using them for sex yeah. or, like, to go to the bathroom. But no one wants to hear about or your see I would I would imagine with him adjusting his testicular region that it, it must be similar to... If you've ever found yourself, like, talking to a woman... And and you don't mean to do it, but you kind of like just look down at her chest area. That sometimes the woman will register that you looked down, and she'll adjust her shirt. Hmm. And you'll it's like in that moment you want to say like, oh no, I, I I wasn't staring at your breasts. Like I just happened to look in that moment. But I've I've noticed that whether consciously or subconsciously, the woman notices and then adjusts her shirt. Accordingly. So are you saying that guys are adjusting it because they think people are staring at their crotches? If, if I'm adjusting my crotch, it's because somebody has looked down and seen it. And then I thought, like, you ever have that thing where somebody's scratching their nose Absolutely. and you scratch your That's nose? That's what because, I was going to say. Yeah. Or, like, someone someone is scratching their nose so you think maybe they're indicating to you that you've got a bat in the cave? Yeah. Like I need to check my nose for yeah. boogers. I think I think it's absolutely not that. <laughs> boogers? Yeah, I, it's not that. I think it's I think with the friend that I'm thinking of and with yeah. boyfriend, yeah. Charlotte's boyfriend, it's one of those things that it, it, that they don't even think they don't even think yeah. about, they don't even think about yeah. It. yeah it's like little little four year old girls in church who always just pull that dress over their head yes, yes. Yeah. or <laughs> just like a scratch on your arm like they're always you're doing just, that scratch, scratching my chin right now yeah just, I, you don't think about true. it you just no. do it yeah I just no do it. I, I think that's it's probably true right. can we talk about the cocktail waitress at the Dolce and Gabbana party who is on rollerblades there is nothing more nineties than that we didn't realize it at as a group because we watched this episode together beforehand um, at 
didn't realize it at first that she was on wheels and it looked like she was just gliding past the camera. Yes. And I, and in that split moment, I think we looked at each other or yeah. there was some acknowledgement, Alec, but, um, I thought they better explain this, <laughs> this robot <laughs> zooming by on her Segway. Yes. Like, what is going on? But then we notice, oh, wheels. Yeah. With yeah. rollerblades. With, with Buffy music behind that, that would have been a gentleman mm. in oh. that moment. Ooh, gosh, Terrifying. so scary. Gliding by. My favorite episode. It's mm. a great episode. Nominated for an Emmy, right? Mm-hmm. For writing? I, 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 hush. It must have been. Hush, yeah. y'all, hush. Hush, yes. Um, um, so, uh, you know, the women are having their various issues charlotte samantha carrie and they do the classic sex in the city coffee shop scene mm-hmm. they're all sitting in the booths together and um carrie's talking about big as she does not and... getting over big charlotte's talking about the balls mm-hmm. samantha's talking about the dick that dick. Yeah. samantha Marin... wearing tennis shoes for maybe the only time we I ever see her wear those. tennis shoes i did notice weird. that i was adjusting they were like myself. white or th- <laughs> <laughs> so um no, but please uh, enlighten us as to what what happens. Well, with I Miranda. think this is one of the defining moments of the entire series. Um, I've seen this clip played an awful, maybe not a defining moment necessarily. Um, that is, isn't that an episode of a a title of an episode? It defining is. moments. I think it is. Um, but Things I do I think, should know. I think this is an important moment in the series, and I've seen it shown as a clip an awful lot, mm-hmm. which is where Miranda, and I've seen it referenced We should in have watched articles. this in my gender class in college. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but we didn't. What are we talking about? Charlotte's boyfriend's balls? Seriously? They're too long. She's just guessing. Okay, that's it. I'm out of here. All we talk about anymore is big or balls or small dicks. How does it happen that four such smart women have nothing to talk about but boyfriends? It's like seventh grade with bank accounts. What about us? What we think, we feel, we know, Christ. Does it always have to be about them? Just, you know, give me a call when you're ready to talk about something besides men for a change. In the case of Miranda Hobbs versus Silly Women Everywhere, the verdict was in. Guilty as charged. When Miranda comes back, she is just positively infuriated that the conversation is still on guys. And she's Her hair like, is redder than ever. Yeah. Oh, it's very and, red. And looks like a 10-year-old boy's. Red. And she says, can't, is it, can't, we, can't we talk about anything? Anything. But guys, all we mm-hmm. ever talk about is small dicks yes. and balls. balls. It's kind of funny. And it is point. funny. And, and she says, you know, we're four grown smart women mm-hmm. you know don't we owe it to ourselves to talk about something else i wrote down know? what she said because i love it well, she said we're seventh it. graders with bank accounts mm-hmm. and i just thought that was really astute in that moment and you know what in a way it's true and it's an odd thing about growing older is that sometimes people even people you're really close with what happens when you get older is you're not shoved in the same situation anymore, like school, and you have commonalities and things that you talk about, but when when you're put in a situation where you can't talk about those things, even with people you're incredibly close with, it can become awkward, and I think they they captured that really well. I mean, these are four women who know each other really well, yeah. and in that moment, they couldn't find something to connect on. And it's because they connect on and look for advice 
in the things that are important in their life. And at this point in their life, I think that's their relationships mm-hmm. and their relationships to men. And I mean, look, Cynthia Nixon makes a really good point, which is we're intelligent. Can't we talk about art or things that we've read or things that we're passionate about? And I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, and that's again, totally that's fair. Cynthia Nixon, not Miranda. No, it's not Miranda. I think she improved that. <laughs> I don't think that was in the script. Preach. Yeah. I believe it. Um, so and she storms out. Yeah. She puts on this floppy purple hat and gets out of there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about one quick thing uh, that we kind of skipped over, which is when Carrie's getting ready for the Dolce & Gabbana party. Um, the new mm. Yankee is 10 minutes late and she's yep. 20 minutes behind because yep. she's Carrie. And she's falling all over shoeboxes and trying to get ready. And she happens upon a photo of herself and Big. Oh, and yeah. it's it's a like a Carrie Big double selfie. Like Big was holding the camera up. Mm-hmm. You can t- you can tell. Trust me, I've rewound it and watched this episode multiple times. Cat the first saw time me I just saw make it, a face, a, yeah, a Daniel, face of wait a minute. Daniel made yeah. a face, but because the first time I saw it, I'm like, wait a minute, who took that picture? Because they're in bed, but you can yeah. see his arm. Mm-hmm. Big took the picture. Wow, the and original Carrie, selfie, exactly. Oh, yeah, and Carrie says, um, it's good framing for a disposable. It is. Yeah, she says we took it with a disposable camera before it ever occurred to me our relationship could be disposable. And I it, know Michael Patrick King wrote that line. No, I know, I he did. know that. Yeah. He did. But, and Darren Star wanted to cut it because he's an idiot. He is. He's an idiot. But you see, um, that you know, I I hate doing this because everyone always compares Sex and the City to girls. But just in a, a logistical sense, I want to compare that moment to a moment where Marnie has broken up with what's his face, her first boyfriend, the boyfriend on the show. I know. I, I know. I don't remember his name. I think anyway, it might be Josh. Maybe I don't think it's Josh. No, it's not. It's but um, I think but, it's short tort. But the point is, she gets on Facebook and she's pouring over pictures of him. Like, she's stalking his Facebook profile. Mm-hmm. She's not necessarily looking at pictures of the two of them together, but she's trying to keep up with, you know. That's true. Anyway. It's real life. Peop- no one I know, um, like. No- <laughs> Charlie. 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 Sure. No one I know takes and de- has pictures developed anymore. It's mm. all digital. Yeah. Yeah, but at the time you did. No, at the time yeah. you did. That's but what I'm saying is like, you know, in a show like Sex and the City, you might have a character like pouring over like photos that they and and I'm I so I went like breakups with like my high school slash college boyfriend. Like I I'm sure there was a time when I sat and like went through pictures because I still was taking pictures and having them developed. Yeah. But like now I have a bunch of photos, but they're all there's a time point in time where they stop. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is on Facebook. That's yeah. right. Um, I Oh, hey, that's one of the breakup rules, actually. So Carrie says... says you have to... Um, uh, what is it? Burn a picture... Where he's look looking sexy, sexy and, and you look happy. Throw that's out all pictures right. where he looks or sexy and you look happy. a burn or throw out. Yeah. She doesn't do either of those. Nope. Either way, uh, either way, Carrie will say it better than we can. That's Insert sure. clip here, Catherine. I thought I'd destroyed all the evidence... But there it was. We'd taken it with a disposable camera before it ever dawned on me that we could be disposable as well. It was then and there I created my own very first breakup rule. Destroy all pictures where he looks sexy and you look happy. Um, so... Oh, that was a good clip. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, God. Um, so we see a montage... Wait, can I get another fart noise from you? Ew! <laughs> Great work, I meant Alex. to do a cornet trumpet, but Sick. I didn't do it. Sick. Um, Disgusting. 
Um, I'll also insert a clip of every song in Sex and the City that plays in the background, which is like this. That's beautiful. That's um, exactly right. I want to point out that when <clears throat> Carrie and um, the new Yankee leave that Dolce Gabbana party and they have their first little kiss, yeah. they're basically... I know they were just doing this for the, the shot, but like they're standing in the middle of the street, and the Twin Towers are right behind them, the I way know. it's framed. Mm-hmm. It was really pretty. It, sure. was, it was beautiful. Really yeah, it was really nice. So next thing, um, we see a ten-year-old homeless boy <laughs> ambling down the Lost street, looking York. for his parents. He, um, uh, his parents are, and I think they're in Florida for Christmas. And he ends up stumbling around the city, looking for a toy and there's, shop, there's and he's staying at the Plaza Hotel. And there's a big old lady with doves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With absolutely. pigeons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got then, two turtle doves. And these sticky bandits are after him. <laughs> and he runs into his ex-boyfriend, the love of his life. And he has a whole cheese pizza just for me. <laughs> well, Rob Schneider's in it, too. <laughs> That's right. And Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry is amazing in this scene. Let alone yeah. Jeff Daniels. Oh, wow. Uh, Some really good work. Um, Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. I can't believe I just confused Jeff Daniels and Daniel Stern. Oh, my wow. God. That's never wow, wow, happened wow, before. Wow, 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 wow. That comes from my childhood. Yeah. Sure. Your childhood. My childhood. But anyway, um, so this homeless boy, of course, is Miranda, not yes. Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. Yes. Miranda. In That's case you right. haven't picked up on, on it, we've joke. been talking this entire time about Miranda's wardrobe. Miranda is wearing um, overalls. The a, overalls strike back. <laughs> um, yeah. Tennis shoes. A big old Puffy, flop jacket. Blue puff. And, and just a... It's just some dumb hat. Yeah. Some oh. dumb ball cap that yeah. is like that awful sick '90s. Like it's two tone, but it's just two different shades of the same color. And I, we, I we, know I'm gonna be we sick. audibly groaned, you know. Yes. But at the same time, it's Miranda. There's a moment. Yes, there's a moment where she's walking. I mean, she's not even walking. She's ambling. You she's said ambling. Ambling is the only word I can I it's can true. think of. And she. It, is in a mood and she walks past two women speaking and it seems like I can't remember if we hear them or not but we, we hear a little bit she's we like do. yeah he left me I'm so upset and she has a moment where she looks at them and has a secret smile to herself because yeah. she's better than that and in that yeah. moment all of the rage I mm-hmm. felt for Samantha Miranda geez what is my problem for Miranda's clothing went away and I was just, I just loved her again yes. yeah I always just love her. I yes. just love her. And by the way, her. that's not the last time she comes upon two women talking about men. I have two observations about that. Yeah. One is I thought she was about to turn around and say, listen. He, he's not he's that not indie. That indie. Yeah. <laughs> and then secondly. Um, have a great day. There's somebody in New York in that moment when she's walking down the street in those overalls who's saying she's so fashion forward. <gasps> and somebody is like. Look at what she's reappropriating, and it's amazing, and it's so fashionable. Wow. I mean, listen, it's 2014, and overalls are back, y'all. Yeah, oh, I, I, I wouldn't battle, I wouldn't battle Ash if somebody was walking down the street yeah. like that no. now. Well, no. you wouldn't battle Ash at anyone walking down the street in Los Angeles anyway, because That's people walk down the street in this town wearing crazy shit, and nobody gives it a side eye. That's nobody. very, very true. I saw yeah. a homeless guy, we saw a homeless guy wagging his dick the other day. That's true, we wagging did. Wagging his dick, <laughs> we, we pants saw around his ankles. Co- yeah. Uh, yeah. Just that taffy pole just hopping up and down. <laughs> I saw a homeless lady taking a shit. I mean, <laughs> this is what happens. We don't even live in New York City, y'all. <laughs> um, so well, anyway. I, yeah, please. So she is... Has a secret smile to herself and then looks over 
And lo, hand behold, <gasps> Eric. Mm-hmm. It's not Eric, is it? It is. It's the love of her life. Oh, yeah. and the and the woman he left that her for that blonde oh, woman, that bitch, bitch wearing that scrunchie. And so Miranda hides behind a bus stop mm-hmm. and is panicked and sort of has a moment where she realizes, oh, I'm not over it. I'm no better than any of my best girl pals. I'm judging That's them right. for not I'm being judging able them. to get past their relationship. And you know what? I can't do that. Yes. It's been two years, and I'm still hurting a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Cut that's okay. Yep. To Carrie just having a grand old time at the bar with Looking Joe Yankee. Good. Looking good. Looking good. I wrote a note that she said that I thought she looked like a '90s Alanis goddess. <gasps> she. Yeah. She it's absolutely true. did. It's true. She I absolutely she looked did. great. Yeah. She looked great. She had her a braid going. I liked the braid. Yeah, no, I, love the I braid. thought it was a good choice. I thought it was a good. She's choice. She's rocking that Carrie necklace in this episode too. She just can't just stop. It's it. her favorite necklace. And she yeah. and she. So this entire episode, Carrie has been paranoid. Mm-hmm. On the lookout for Big. Everywhere she's, she turns. She knows she's going to run into him. She keeps seeing him. She keeps seeing him, but it turns out it's not him. It's, it's not somebody him. Else. It's not him. And then the moment she forgets about him, she's sitting there playing games with the Yankee at the bar, having a good time. Who is it? Yep. Now, but now, now before Big. we get into this moment, I would like to jump on that a little more and say... She assumed when she went to that fashion party with Charlotte yeah. and Mr. Balls, yeah. which we should cover that, finish that storyline in oh, a second right. too, yes. but with For Mr. Sure. Balls and uh, Joe New Yankee, mm-hmm. that she assumes she's going to see Big there. Yes. Yeah. She she on purpose looks great because she thinks she might see Big. She thinks she does for a second. She keeps having double takes where she yes. sees Big for a moment, but it turns out not to be him. So, so really, this has been a whole thing throughout the entire episode, mm-hmm. and... And she's surprised and a little disappointed even mm. yeah. that when she leaves to make out with Joe Yankee in front of the Twin Towers mm-hmm. um, that she didn't see him, that she couldn't believe she didn't see him. So yeah. next thing you know, the next is. time she goes out and isn't thinking about it mm-hmm. and isn't that always the way it is, girl? It's yes, true. It absolutely is. He shows Can up, he's an there. Amen. amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can't love yourself, then how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> Don't fuck it up. So she looks over and there's Big. He looks great. She looks great. And there's this amazing moment where they kind of reconnect for a second. Mm-hmm. He says, hi. She's, he says, you, I saw you in the paper because... Um, Carrie page ends six. up on page six, yeah. going out with jo- Mr. Joe Yankee. She mm-hmm. ends up on page six. Her picture ends yep. up in the newspaper. Carrie Bradshaw, sexpert. They, yeah, that's True. what they say in the newspaper. And I think it's Samantha. Somebody makes a comment that Big probably saw it. And you know what? He did. He absolutely He's charming did. with Joe Yankee. He yep. shakes his hand and says, I'm a big fan. And then tells Carrie she's never looked better. Mm-hmm. And then it's silence yep. for a 30 seconds, probably less. And we just hear heart, a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. As she watches Big walk away and disappear out of her life again. Isn't that the and way I it is, girls? I had yes. to catch Absolutely. my breath. Ooh, had yes. to catch my breath. That's it. And you know what? Again, that goes to that maturity thing, which is, I think Big was incredibly mature in that moment. Yes. There's a lot of ways he could have handled it. But you guys, isn't he, isn't he almost always? Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm struggling to come up with a situation where he isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he might until be afraid to commit, but that the, has nothing to do with maturity. Until that all the affair stuff, the... he's you know he's immature mm, there. That's a good. You point. know what? I'm, but but I'm getting out. If you know anyone who's interested. But you know what? Big is what makes him great is he's human mm, and he's fallible. Yeah, yeah. And that's if he okay. were perfect, it'd be a problem. And you know what? Can't we also forgive soulmates? 
and that mm. they were looking for each other and sometimes the timing wasn't always right. <gasps> it's true. And sometimes you make mistakes. Lest we not forget that Carrie broke up with Big for absolutely no reason yeah. in oh, season gosh. one. For for schizophrenic, you know, obsessive reasons. And Carrie already has three soulmates and Big is just one of those guys that comes along those that she can have fun, have fun with. That's with. absolutely right. Uh, so I could cry. Mm-hmm. I am hysterical <laughs> tears. It's it's so, scary. Charlotte decides she's going to be pro- proactive because this ball guy is perfect, except for one thing that she seemingly can't get over. You know what? Just keep eye contact with him. That's how you get over it. But she doesn't do that. Nope. She decides she's going to go to Barney's and buy him a pair of extra supportive underwear, <laughs> which I have never heard like of the in my bra entire of underwear. Life. Because because it has something to do with the pouch. Because Samantha says that maybe she has he has low hangers. Yes. <laughs> and who did she say got a ball lift? Who was the no. actor? Nick, Nick Nolte. Nick, Nick Nolte. Nolte. Got a ball lift. Oh, I don't want to think about that either. I don't want to think about yeah. Nick no, Nolte or ball lift. No wire hangers. No. You know, you were saying that you confused uh, Jeff Daniels. I always used to confuse... I'm ashamed that I did that. I, no, I always used to confuse Nick Nolte and Gerard Depardieu. Really? How on earth? I don't know why, but it was because... See, I could see confusing Nick Nolte and Gary Busey. Oh, sure. Because they're both... Yeah. Crazy haired and crazy. With yeah. those low hangers. Yeah, they, they both, both have got low hangers. balls that hang to the floor. Now, I know of a pair of underwear where it's uh, bulge enhancing. And oh. do you know what you do? I just found about this, found out about this What's recently. This? Um, where it's a pair of underwear where, where there's a pouch in the front. Mm-hmm. And you either, I'm using my hands to describe this yeah. as well. Um, you... Either put the peen in the pouch or the peen and the balls in the in pouch. The pouch. <gasps> so it's a pouch in front, so it pushes everything forward, so it gives that big bulge. Oh my god. I, I've seen underpants it's the wonder, where... It's the wonder bra. I've seen underpants where you do that thing, like, on high tops where you squeeze the thing and it, it, it bulges it <laughs> you're out. Like, no, it, you're done. No, you is that like no, something you real. saw at no, Austin Powers? This what? is totally real. Where? This is... Uh, where? I don't know. Where can my I buy underwear it? drawer? Air Jordan briefs? <laughs> um... But anyway, check it out. Yeah. Um, so anyway. so Charlotte buys her her boyfriend of all of three weeks this underwear, and he immediately flips, flips his shit. Yeah. He says, this is going too fast. Next thing, we're going to move in together, and you're going to start hating my music. And he pulls yeah. on his balls and leaves. Yeah. yeah. And that's and the he's end of gone that. And, and, we, and you know we'll never see him again, and we'll never know what his name was. No, we will never know, and I don't care. <laughs> I don't and care. And wrapping up Samantha's storyline real quick, um, she always see of her as... Her, you know, giving a valiant effort trying to make it work with Jameson's tiny penis. So we see them fucking sideways, yeah. upside down, and it pulls together. Ways. So the name of this episode is "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." So there's a lot of um, sports puns, yes. I guess, yeah, sure, and a lot of stuff about balls, obviously. And this yep. is where 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 really those puns hit home. A good coach encourages and motivates. Oh, you are so hot. Fuck me. Fuck me, you hot A good coach disciplines and criticizes. No, what are you doing back there? Let's go! And like every good coach, she passed on the benefits of her years of experience. Okay, baby, I'm close. I want you to get up here and slide inside of me. Hurry! Slide! 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 Oh, yeah! Then... 
at the bottom of the ninth try with two balls and two strikes. The coach had no choice but to bring in a pinch hitter. What's that? It's my vibrator. I thought it would be fun. Well, I think just us might be more fun. I mean, that's not a problem, is it? But there was no joy in Mudville. I don't think that was a sports reference, no. even. Um, I but think it was. Was it? I really don't know. Yeah. Um, and so she's acting as his coach, yes. coaching him along mm-hmm. and saying it's a little, it's comical, it's yeah. funny. She's over the top. This is where Kim Cattrall wins because she, does. she not, is great not with physical Samantha comedy. Not Samantha Kim Cattrall. That's Kim right Cattrall. because she's great with physical comedy. She is. She and, sells and, this stuff. And I feel like she owns that. It's like, look, we're we're naked. We're doing a sex scene. It's supposed to be funny. Let's own it. Let's be real. Let's be funny. And she always brings it on. Good game, good game, good game. Here's, okay, this is a good time to talk uh, briefly about something general, which is sex scenes. And I'm sure this will come up um, plenty in the series, but um, just as far as the actors go, Mm -hmm. I've done one hardcore, like, real like thrusting like excuse me no 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 hold on (laughs) sex scene on stage in class it was just a class i've done one too yeah i've only done done it once in a play and 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 my scene partner is gay and is now a psychic living in new york city oh Um, he doesn't have a belly button (laughs) what yeah we'll talk about it uh really fucking great guy but we did like we did the it was from the pilot episode of uh six feet under He's an alien. He's, He's Kyle, Kyle XY. XY. <laughs> oh, I know him. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No, but listen. But my, really my point is, we did that, and it was a great experience, actually. And he was wonderful. And having to do that in front of people was a good learning experience. What for I'm how getting to have at sex. for how to sex. But what? Okay, so Samantha. So that they are doing it every which way. And in this episode, it probably doesn't really pertain necessarily. But sometimes when you're watching stuff on screen. People are, I mean, the guy is straight up between her legs. I know they have coverings, mm-hmm. but as, those a, as a guy, yeah. those merkins, but I know that, and I'm sure there's something to be said for the fact that there are a lot of crew people standing around and maybe it's a non-issue, but I would have to imagine that sometimes when there's just thrusting going on and friction going on, that the, that men in doing scenes like this, like involuntarily kind of develop an erection. I know it happens. And what do you do in that situation? What do people, I guess everyone handles it their own way. You just, you just, well, I have a friend of, this could go on for a while, (laughs) but I have a friend of mine who is on a show where there's a lot of sex and she's had a lot of sex Uh scenes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she has. And there have been sex scenes where that has happened Mm. and she's a total professional and the person that she, hopefully the person that you're working with is a total professional and he's a total professional and it just happens yeah. yeah you know and i've also heard that it's you know it's it could be un- obviously uncomfortable physically and otherwise uncomfortable right. but it's this weird sort of dynamic because it's a little flattering mm-hmm. yeah but if it doesn't happen What's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> um, am I not hot enough? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But then also, like, okay, now I really want to get real <laughs> and go, like, so if there's enough, if there's the take is long enough or if there are enough takes and the stimulation becomes enough stimulation, I wonder if there's a point at which an you actor... You have to say cut. Okay. And just... Actors aren't supposed to call cut. Well, I mean, I guess you may you have, have to. to. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not kind of an explosion. I happening. don't know. 
I, I think this is something that you're just going to have to figure out yourself. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just... Uh-huh. I mean, I think of... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think when filming sex... We're all actors here for mm-hmm. the most part. And have acted before. And will continue to for the rest of our <laughs> lives. Until we're dead. And... I feel like there's, at least personally for me, there's so many people in the room and involved yeah. and so many things you, else you have to think about that, that I, uh, it wouldn't be an issue for me. Well, I just even for... something as simple as like, because your brain's, I, I don't know. Scenes yeah. where I've kissed somebody, I've never thought about the physical, when I've been in the moment, I've never thought what it physically feels like because I'm concentrated on so many other things. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, and I just that's why I kind of stated it as like involuntary, like you're you're concentrating on all these other things, but like at some point maybe your dick just responds. You just can't help and it. And as a yeah. female actor, like as long as my male co star were being professional and like maybe even mentioned it and said, like, look, I'm you know, I, I promise I'm not trying to like it's just kind of happening. Like if, if it were addressed and it were professional, I wouldn't be uncomfortable. God, I can't think of anything you know I mean? more embarrassing than that. <laughs> I know. But I mean like that's I mean the I'm thing. sure it's happened in life where it's happened and the guys haven't been professional about it. I'm yeah. sure it has. Which is it makes me think that but that's some of the time, it's fired. It's right. Yeah. That's right. And that makes me think that some of the time when when actors who've been working a long time get up and make, you know, um, speeches about like, you know, the experience or they're accepting an award or something and they talk about their co-stars and they're thanking people for being so professional and, and, and saying you have to be so vulnerable on a set and like, you know. Th- that they're talking about that sex. Sometimes yeah. they're talking about the fact that like there are so many potentially embarrassing situations, not only just that, something like that, but also emotionally where you kind of have to really put yourself out there. Like you're, you know, you're put your dick out there. But really um, we're talking about that tort. We're talking about that taut we're about, tort. We're talking about tort reform. <laughs> that two inch tort. Um, so, anyway. so to wrap it all up, um, what happens with Carrie? Big, so Carrie sees big and, and she is shaken to her core. Yeah. And is leaving with Joe Yankee to go to some party or something, or I don't even know. On Bleecker Street. This is after street. running into Big. After running, and they, and they make out on the street, and then Carrie cries into his mouth. Yeah. In a very real moment, oh, I felt. it yeah. hurts. And it was, it's, I think I wrote it down. It's the saddest Carrie I think I've ever seen. It's sad seen. Carrie. It's different than Carrie sad in the movie. Yes. Hey, some buddies of mine are over at a bar on Bleecker. How about it? Sure. Hey. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. It's not you. This is... This is really embarrassing. I'm sorry. I'm it's really okay. embarrassed. It's okay. You're okay. No, I don't think I'm okay. I just... I just cried in your mouth. I'm, I just, I can't. Uh, I'm just not. I'm not ready. You know, that guy in the bar, that 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 suit guy. I better go. Sorry. You want me to give you a ride home? No, Joe. Please, just don't pay any more attention to me. All right, just go. Please, just go to that bar thing, and I'm I'm just gonna get a cab. All right. Please, will you just go? All right, then I'll go. 
Um, because that's Carrie sad plus disappointed. That's Carrie burned this, this, and pissed. This is yeah. the most. I mean, I really felt bad She's for Carrie vulnerable. in this moment. She most vulnerable. One of the most vulnerable moments I've ever seen Carrie mm-hmm. have. And it's you just your heart kind of breaks for her. I think. Mm-hmm. And she kind of strangely leaves Joe Yankee and and is a little Carrie and says like. She doesn't explain why, really. Nope. She says, what I love is she says, that suit guy. Yeah. She describes Big as that suit guy. The suit guy. Yeah. I, not the suit guy, that suit guy. That I suit love guy. that. Mm-hmm. And she can barely speak, and she says, I need you to leave, like, leave, or whatever. He doesn't leave, and she's been fine, I'll leave, and then kind yeah. of walks away so from him. I feel so bad for the new Yankee. I feel bad for him, too, because yeah. he's a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. And he must, I, I, I even thought about that. I was like, I wonder if he goes back to his friends and says... I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like she he's in crazy. his own TV show. Like yeah. he's the carry of his own like, show. Maybe I'm the only person that ever thought about that. But I was thinking, I was like, does he go to hang out with his guys afterwards? Does no, he I thought about that out? too. Does he go yeah. home or whatever? Aww. But Carrie makes her way to a payphone, makes a phone call, mm-hmm. and then this is one of my favorite moments says, because it's almost it's like a misdirect almost. Because you think maybe she's M-Night calling Big. I think she's calling Big too, and I even said out loud, I was like. Is this a voicemail? Is she actually talking to Big yeah. and meet at our place? I even wrote down our place. Because she yeah. says, I know things are really weird between, between us, us right, right now. now. And I was like, she's going to go meet Big at their place? What is their place? And I thought, do they have an apartment? No, yeah. no. And you're and you're going through everything you're meant to go through. And then she yeah. shows up to some restaurant or something. Yeah. yeah. Coffee place. I don't know. And it's Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. And Miranda's having cold fries. Yeah. And, I think she's just hilarious. Carrie's always late. And... Because you know, Carrie said, meet me there in 15 minutes, and it's probably been 30, and Miranda's yeah. been sitting there with I her know. cold fries. And there's there's this just sweet, sort of heartwarming moment where Carrie just kind of breaks down and says, I'm not over big. I, I'm sorry I'm sorry, I'm not, but I'm not. And Miranda's like, hey, listen, I ran into the love of my life, <laughs> Eric, and I'm not over it either. And you know what? We're just girls, and we're best friends. Yeah. And she says, take all the time that you need, okay? Yeah. And I could oh. just cry thinking about that, and they're best friends. And the way yep. Carrie laughs there just feels like they're two girls in, on the schoolyard, mm-hmm. just like high school girls. Seven to seven graders with a bank account. That's right. And they, they're just there together. And you know, I like to think that maybe they're not talking. <laughs> maybe they're not talking like as much as we are right now. There's like bibbity bobbity. Like there's space, yeah. and Carrie eats her fry. And I like to think that the rest of the conversation, like maybe there's not a ton of conversation, but they're just mm-hmm. sitting together and being together and supporting. Do you, do you know each what it other. makes me think of? It makes me think of it's part one. I mean, this is a ways off, but part one and then part two of that moment is. New Year's Eve during the first movie. Oh, mm-hmm. stop yes. it. Should You're not all acquaintance. And if you haven't seen the first movie, beautiful. And you don't know what we're talking about, turn this podcast off. Yes. Go right watch now. it. And check back in three hours later. Yeah. Three. Three you'll tears. Yeah. Tear stained cheeks. But if you haven't watched the rest of the series, you should probably finish the series and yeah, then so we watch. will see you in like but you know what gonna be worth it it's gonna be worth it and that is how you open a season that was a great episode and that twist at the end Michael Patrick King I bow to you you are my king Game of Thrones Ooh, House of King I think it's interesting too I was thinking about this watching it you know Sex and City is always on TV it's Mm -hmm. on style it's on E it's on every it's on three channels Every day, all the yes. time. But I 
I don't, I think I've seen this t- episode, and I watch a lot of TV. I think I've seen this episode once mm-hmm. on TV. They don't show oh. this this one a lot. Probably I not. Yeah. I don't think they show season two a lot. Uh, I wonder why. Maybe there's a I lot of why. stuff in there that they can't cut. Or mm, that's a good else. point. Yeah. But like what I'm saying dicks. is, it's nice to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... That kind of does it yeah. for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. It's great Thanks. to be back. Yeah. You know what? We all look like season two versions of ourselves, too. Oh, we we're yeah. like better looking. We're tanner. Our hair's a little bit different. Yeah. Our clothes yeah. are better fitting. I'm crying. We can't look a little sharper. Yeah. yeah. God, we all look great. It's, it's great. It's wonderful to be I can't wait to see what we look like when we get to the second movie. I oh, my know. God. We're going to be gorgeous. We're going to look, oh, I'm going to look like a mess. Pat Field better have a field day on us. Mm-hmm. Woo! Hey, uh, Um. So, I guess. Uh, oh, we. So if you're not, if you're listening to this and you love the show, we'd really appreciate if you'd go and um, rate us and or comment on iTunes. You know, nice, uh, like you know, a good four or five stars. Come on, just maybe five helps us go to the top of the list when people are searching for podcasts about mm-hmm. sex or sex in the city or just about cities. Yeah, yeah. or oh, just about cities or and. We'll give the. you city facts. I think we said in Los Angeles. People don't judge your fashion. That's a city fact. That's a city fact. That's a fact. This is a podcast yeah. about cities. But rating it helps uh, helps people find us easier, and that way we can uh, more get to more people's ear holes, which is kind of fun. Um, but also, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we are Carry On Podcast. We're on Twitter at Carry On Podcast, um, and we'll like super duper interact with you on those oh, platforms yeah. if you want to yeah. hear and. Uh, blah blah blah. I will sing the whole version of Auld Lang Syne from the first Sex in the City movie he will. for you if you ask, even if you don't. <laughs> he it's will. It's true. Um, so we're all off to watch some more RuPaul's Drag Race, and uh, <laughs> I hope you are too. On um, and I hope if it's a cold night that that will just warm you up. And until next time, carry, carry on. on. Season.